0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Villains of Vinyl, Who Needs Heroes 10-year anniversary, although I am extremely sorry, I did not, I did not make it for the whole year, the the 10-year, oh god, I, uh, I was trying to finish it up in 2017 and I didn't make it, um, I'm a little bummed about that, but it's not like I really had to adhere to anybody's schedule, I was trying to, you know, deal with my own things while trying to get this out. So here we are, it's 2018, but I'm going to finish this, this is the last episode, I'm still calling it the 10 year anniversary, even though we've moved on to the 11th, but you know, y- y- you get it, you get it, um, okay, so let's just move on, let's, let's go, let's go, let's get right into this, um, I honestly don't remember where we really left off, except for where we left off in the album. So again, I am just gonna jump into this. no rehash, no I don't know whatever happened in the last episode. I haven't listened to it since the recording. I think it was in May maybe I haven't looked. Uh, just really wanted to get this done. So anyways, let's just kick right off into the next segment here. We're gonna finish the la- the, this is the second half of the album. Um, and i am just gonna do the same thing. talk about it more. Uh, give you some more insight into the songs and this depending on how long I ramble on for this might be a two-part episode but I'll put both parts up right away just because I have no idea how long this is going to be until I'm done editing it so uh, I'm just going to assume that if it's if it's two parts I'll just put them up right off the bat and we'll that and you won't have to wait or anything like that so again thank you for listening I'm so glad you decided to come back and check this one out after such a long wait but it's we're here so all right Evolver. That's the song that's coming up. Evolver was a really interesting. It was a really. Just. It was a cool track. From like it's very very early stages. But it was a song. That I had. No real idea. About how to. Um, that's that's not really right. I just. I knew what I wanted. What I wanted as the, con- the concept of the song. I knew what I wanted. But I didn't know the rest of it so i came up with the line i'm just sitting back with my revolver i'm not a genius um i'm i'm the evolver it's not the exact quote i don't <laughs> I remember all my own lyrics but uh that's that was the the concept behind it and it was when we were playing the song in the garage that was like the hook um, the rest of it was kind of like we were just, you know, sorting things out as we, you know, went through this song and started to hash everything out. Um and so this is one of those songs that as we were developing it, as we were going through the process, um, it was just lyrics that I was thinking about in my head, but every single time we'd play the song, I just would make up the words as we went along. And I would always keep the hook. I always keep the hook in there, but I never Really had the whole thing hashed out, and we played this song on stage live many, many, many times before we ever got around to recording it. And I just made up words after, during every show, just because I just really didn't, I didn't have it all figured out. I wanted, I didn't, wasn't satisfied with the like the little things that I was coming up with, and I kept like taking little notes in my brain, but I never really settled on any one thing. And then. Came time to record the album, and it was crunch time, and I really had to sit down. And that's one of those interesting things if you if you write or if you're you know familiar with writing in any way, shape, or form, when you have the ability to record what you want, or not sorry not record what you want, but take the amount of time that you want, and depending on what kind of perfectionist you are, um, you could spend the rest of your life working on something, and you'll never finish it just because there you just don't, you know, you're, it just depends on how much you really are, like how much of a perfectionist you actually are. And if you're, if you're too over the top, you'll never, you'll never finish a project. One of the interesting things about writing, and I've heard people say this, that do screenplays and write books and all this stuff is that, They get stuck up on certain things when you're writing, but when you have to do something, when you have, like, it's crunch time and you have, like, a release date or you have something, that a deadline that you need to meet, that's when the writers really push through and that's when you just, you figure it out. And that's kind of what happened with Evolver was uh, I just was put in a place where, like, we're going to record this song in, like, three weeks. It's time to it's time to get this done. And I don't even know if all the band members knew that I hadn't written the, all the lyrics or not. I don't remember if we ever had this conversation, but I remember just going home and be like, this is the time. Now I have to write this. So, take all your mental all your mental notes and all the things you've ever done live on stage and then try to incorporate this into it. And I actually was really pleased with what I came up with in the like the end result I was actually really happy with. I actually really loved the way this song turned out. I love the like, the different instrumentation, because there's, like, acoustic guitar, and, like, the electric, and it kind of has this, like, um, punk element to it, but it's very, like, got a really nice, like, it's got a really, like, strong melodic aspect to it, Um, and it's just... It's just a really... I think it was one of our more interesting tracks and people really attached to it as well. This has been one of those fan favorites for a really, really long time. People loved Evolver and it was one of those songs that people waited for for us to play while we are at shows. Um, it is, I think, one of our... like It is one of the highlights of the album and I just... Again, I think the song came out really well. There's some little things added in there too that I... When you... When I was when we were recording, uh, I was uh, dabbling in like some uh, some uh, extracurricular uh, <laughs> activities that were uh, hallucinogenic, and um, I kept thinking about all this old like acid rock, and with the like, there's just certain things in acid rock that you hear when you're on certain things that you didn't notice before it's like even if you're you know you're stoned in stoned in pretty much any way shape or form you would just like if you're listening to rock and roll there's just this stuff that like 1960s 1970s rock and roll that like you just hear these really weird sometimes sounds or extra vocal tracks or whatever and i was thinking of the album in that way when we were putting it together um really wanted to incorporate that aspect of like acid rock that 1970s kind of grungy rock feel into into our album and so I always wanted to hide little pieces little extra things that you would hear if you were probably stoned (laughs) so there are some little tidbits in there like little little extra pieces and it's not it's not over the top it's just like a little thing here and there but it's it's there for people who are most of the time it's there for people who are listening with headphones I've even had friends ask me about certain tracks and they say, what the hell was that and I go "Eh, it's uh, just a little extra thing for you if you're you're paying attention so it's there's no real rhyme or reason behind it. It was just little like little extra things that I wanted to add in. And if you hear them, that's awesome. If you don't hear them, then someday maybe you'll be surprised and that another layer of that song will come through. Which is an aspect I love about music is that you can kind of kind of sneak things in. And then if you're really really paying attention to each layer of the song, you'll all of a sudden one day hear hear this thing. So, um, the song Evolver on the other side of it is the song Evolver is. Um, it's, I don't want to like just straight up give you the the overall meaning, but in a sense it has to do with learning about yourself, um, changing who you are and what you do, um, examining who you are and imagining what it would be like if you were able to move on to like to evolve to like change yourself. And the result here is, is referencing obviously suicide, um, or, you know, killing yourself to evolve into the next stage. And like, not, not in the same as Buddhism, but like that there's different levels of, um, of growing and that if death, maybe death is the, the next step, maybe death is the next part of your evolve, like how humans have evolved. Maybe that is the next step. Um, so it's not just like a blatant, like, go kill yourself. It's more about this like exploratory aspect of life and what if it's a lot of what ifs and what if you could do this and what, and it's like, I'm not a genius. I am the evolver. Like I am the, I'm the one who's going to take the next step and be like, so it's not as, as gnarly or, or, uh, depressing as it seems. It's more about like achieving the next level and, and, and exploring the unknown, Um, So without further ado, please enjoy Evolver.
1: sitting back with my revolver
2: I'm not a genius I'll just over Sitting back with my revolver I'm not a genius, I'll just be Just a sitting back with my revolver. I'm not a genius, I'm just the (laughs) evolver. Sitting back with my revolver. I'm not a genius, I'm just evil.
0: That was Evolver. I hope you enjoyed that. It was it's one of my favorite tracks off the album. Um let's just move right on. Uh the next track is Funky Trash. Um, another favorite of mine, and not lyrically, it's not one of my favorites that I've ever written, but it is one of my it was one of my favorites to play, and it was one of my favorites, just it just in the, the jam aspect of it. I love Funk music, Um, it's funk music is one of those one of the reasons why I wanted to get into music in the first place. Listening to Funkadelic and Parliament um, was just a huge influence on me. Uh, I the first time I heard the song Maggot Brain from Funkadelic, I was just like, "What is?" I mean, that's not even like a true funk song either, but it's just this like ten minute cool fucking guitar solo, and I just was so blown away by how cool funk music is and listening to like blood sugar sex magic from the chili peppers and like more modernized funk and just hearing like you know or even groups that are around now like that are you know pretty popular like chromio which is like 1980s synth pop but like also super funky uh there's so many groups out there I i love this genre of music um it's just gotta be Hands down, one of my favorite genres of all time. I could almost listen to just, just funk in general. Like, doesn't really have to be one band or the other. It's just that that genre. There's just a great variety of music. And I love really heavy bass lines. Um, just really, the groove is what I really get into. Um, so, Funky Trash was... I don't even remember where this spawned from. I think that we were just in the mood to play something funky. Sean probably had a bass line or, you know, something to that effect. Um, and I had this old song that I wrote without music at all, and it was called Funky Trash. And it was, you know, when I was younger, I was in high school, and I was just like, just like to do writing, and I would write songs, and just, you know, there was never any music put to it. I Normally, t- when I sit down and write a song that I've pre-written, I was listening to something else at the time, and I just got that, like, in the vibe or the groove of that song that I was listening to, and then it helped me write something else. And again, this is, like, um, pretty pretty basic when it comes to lyrics it's just like sexy fun time you know with this uh, lady of the night i guess you could say or you know it's just sort of it's in reference to maybe a prostitute um I've actually never had that experience. It was just kind of like telling a story again. You know, it's like, I like to tell stories. I like the creative writing aspect of, of writing songs. And I personally don't feel that every single song that you write needs to be literally about something you've experienced. I think that, um, weaving a story is also fun and this was one of those just kind of fun things that, and it was just again if you hear the lyrics it's just like it's it's really nothing um but the the track itself was just a lot of fun to just jam and I think that you know I picked these lyrics out of my book at one point when we were jamming the song and I you know worked it out worked the lyrics out and it's it's they fit you know so it just it ended up working out really well and um I came up with a good a good chorus and just came up with like a good, a good melody out of the whole thing. And it kind of, my inspiration was kind of like um, some chili pepper esque thing, but also kind of like rage against the machine where they, you know, it's kind of like kind of rappy kind of talky, but not super melodic, but also kind of in that, in that same, like old chili peppers kind of rage against the machine kind of feel, but obviously not as hard as rage against the machine or as political. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that was just kind of the, the vibe I was going for. And, uh, just wanted to be kind of free form and fun. And I feel like we achieved that. Uh, the only thing that we ever really talked about that we, re- that we wanted, that we really wanted out of it was getting, um, uh, like a horn section in there. Horn section would be rad, but we ended up, uh, making some, uh, you know, some modifications and adding our own little, little twist to it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, um it was a great like love adding little like little backup touches and things like that the song was just a blast to do and i think that the hard the hard thing was when we came into mixing it was just um it, we couldn't really get the right kind of we recorded everything and everything seemed right but then we went into mixing and it just kind of like we had to do a lot of eq on it and we didn't it just never seemed to get the right punch that we were looking for so we worked on this one for quite a while so it's funny because a song that didn't really none of us really took that seriously we didn't spend a lot of time working on in post production just because we, we wanted it to sound good and it just didn't have the right like feel like the bass wasn't really popping in the right way and um, I think as a, like a finished product I think it sounds good I think it could have sounded a lot better had we different equipment or maybe a different like spend a little more time on the mixing process something along those lines but we were working you know almost every day on this album and you get a little fatigued so it was just one of those probably one of those songs where we were tired and worked on it and did remix 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 after you know so many different remixes on it and eventually we're like we have to settle (laughs) we have to we have to do this we have to get this out of the way so we can move on to the next thing so again uh love this song um not my favorite lyrically but it's just a fun jam and i think it came out pretty good for what it is uh so enjoy funky trash
2: Style and I flash my smile There's no one turning back tonight Ha <laughs> ha well, we make it to my sweet ride And then she kisses me by surprise, surprise. Her oh, love is sweet now It can't be me Well she is in Okay punk-tash. trash oh. But I know uh, all the moves up uh, You mm-hmm. was like when I did that slip and it felt so good But you licked it, Ted We take it to my bachelor pad She is ready for another whole oh, hell yeah. plan Her so love is sweet now She can't be beat But all she is is oh. oh.
1: Freak yeah. Freak Well, we're worn
2: down and playtime is done. Oh, look, she's getting ready for another
1: one.
2: Rub uh, it up, dub, we're into dub. Get real funky when the face is on.
0: that was funky trash and next up is sitting in the dark uh there's a lot i could probably say about this song and i god it's kind of hard to pick apart uh, the song is about a lot of things um i love that we we did a really like early early test on this because i wanted to have this kind of not not like pink floyd-esque but i wanted this kind of meditative really nice just mellow kind of song it's it's a slow song for us anyways but I wanted something that was just like an easy easy listening to a certain extent and we talked about doing this intro like you know not not a lot not many of our songs have long intros and this one we talked about just saying like it'd be really nice to have this really cool long intro so we have this track of waves crashing and this comes down to uh, a lot of this came up from what when I when I wrote the lyrics before I think this is another one that I wrote the lyrics before but we hadn't had the instrumentation yet Um, this is you know wrote it before I was in the band and then brought this to the table and and we came up with this cool I don't remember how we who came up with the like first line or anything it was just it seemed pretty collaborative it was most of the time with instrumentation wise it's you know John or Sean are the ones coming up with the main the main hooks the main lines and uh it, it we just you know slowly but surely developed this and John and I did a very early demo of this too which I shared with you um but it's you know me doing this track in the closet just you know trying to get the, the right vibe for it with like keyboard and like really really nice like soft kind of mellow intro and I feel like the song has a good slow build, and I feel like it gets big at the end, but it really does build to that point where it's not, it doesn't get like too out of control. It's just that it has actually that proper like very slow start and a nice build up and a climax, and then it, and then it, and it peters out or ends. I'm sorry, um, and. I, th- I think this song came out really nice. Uh, there's some stuff that I probably would have liked to re-record or, you know, redo. I feel like there's some, some vocal stuff that I wish I could have gone back and redid, but spent spend more time on. Um, but for the most part, I really did like this. Um, the, I can't really tell you too much about the meaning of the, of the song. Cause there's not like one solid meaning behind it. It's a lot of things. It's, it's a contemplative life retrospective. Um, I wrote, I used to drive out into the middle of nowhere on the, uh, coast of highway one and i would just in the middle of the night i would drive out there all by myself and then i just kind of park by the beach and just kind of like crack the window so you could hear the waves you know or whatever and then i would just like hang out listen to music sometimes or i would just write and so that was one of these nights where I flipped on the dome light of my car i was hanging out and there's nobody around and I'm just writing this song, and it and at the there was like a, almost a full moon, and so this like this light from the moon was really like you know shining down on me. And then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was that I had my dome light on, and I was looking around. Like at one point, I looked around and I realized that I couldn't see anything outside of the car because the dome light was on. So there could have been people like looking at me watching me you know there could have been all these like who knows what was you know that there was nobody around but I mean there could have been you know there could have been somebody else parked in front of me for all I know you know it's like there was just it was like this whole thing of being able to look out and not see but somebody else being able to look in and see you and I thought that that concept was really interesting so there's this whole thing of just like hanging out in the darkness and um just contemplating and thinking about you know your own life and thinking about things that you that have happened to you and the things that you could change you know so is uh I, I like the I like the song a lot I love the like the poem aspect of it I think the song came out really nice again things I would like to re-record or change but for the most part I think it's a great track um, I think it's probably you know a little underrated I don't think enough people really either got into it or really appreciated it but again you know you have to take your own personal things away from that and It's one of my favorites, so please enjoy Sitting in the Dark. space Right. that was Sitting in the Dark. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, next up is another one of my favorite tracks um, in the writing form, and uh, it's this is called Deep Inside Wings. I love the lyrics that I wrote. I love the way the instrumentation is. I love a lot of aspects of this song, but there's one thing That I thought was good that in my brain, I thought it was a really great idea (laughs) and I completely regret doing it. And I actually didn't. I didn't think this way until we played the song live once after it was like probably like a year after eh, maybe like six months after the album had been out and we played a party and i had this effects pedal that we started to use after the album was like pretty much done we wanted to make the make the live show sound a little bit more like the album so any vocal effects that i'd use on some of the songs we wanted to incorporate that into the live show so one of them is this uh i just bumped this thing uh sorry i just i think i might have just punched the mic i'm not sure (laughs) um one of the things that i so added this reverb effect to the song and I loved the sound of it and it had this very like big hall reverb and it just kind of felt like it was in a church, you know, like this song is kind of, um, uh, biblical or religious related, even though I'm not religious, but I find religion fascinating. And I think the whole aspect of heaven and hell and angels and demons and all this other stuff is very, is very, very interesting to me. Uh, again, not a religious person, but I think that, that the concept is fascinating. So I like to write about that stuff sometimes, Um, and this was when I was doing the song and adding that effect. It had gave me that very much like, oh, we're doing this, we're playing this song in a church where like the just the sound would just echo out and it would sound fucking killer. And I remember I was I added this uh, two two vote. Well, there's more than two vocal parts, but I added a vocal part. So the main vocal line is in the left ear. And this high falsetto backing vocal is in the right ear. And I wanted them to feel like two separate voices singing the same song, like in a, not in unison, but like together, like they're both, like almost like it was um, a duet or something. And that was the feeling I was kind of aiming for. But then going through the recording process putting everything together, recording it and then trying to put and then separating everything into left and right ear. I was happy with it at the time, but then after listening to the song multiple times later, I kind of wish that that the falsetto part just wasn't there at all. And I you know, the album was already out at the at the point I started feeling like this. And we played the show, we played this song at a at a party once and the reverb effect was like working really well and it really echoed out and I feel like then the the audience really like cap was really captivated by the song. I think it had a really big effect on the people who are listening and hanging out. And I just walked away from that set specifically going, man, I really wish that (laughs) Valsetto part was not there because I think the main vocal without that part is still really powerful. And I think it still has, uh, I think it was just as effective and it didn't need that extra piece. And that was just one of those things where, at at the time, brainstorming, working on it in the studio, it seemed like a great idea, and my thought for it had purpose. And then, once I'd listened to the song a bunch of times, I was like, I just wish it was gone. I even asked John at some point, I was like, maybe we could just go back and take that out <laughs> and re-release the song. And he's like, no, fuck that, we're not doing that. He didn't, like, not interested in, like, remixing anything after we'd been through so much shit, so... Uh, it, it never ended up happening but I think I would have liked I would like to do a little remaster on that one and just re-release it at some point um, but yeah anyways I love the I love the poem I love the writing of this song uh, I love the way it came out I think the song itself is pretty beautiful I just like there's some adjustments I would have liked to make but I think this is also just one of my favorite tracks it's just I feel like it's so different and it, I feel like every song on our album is different but I feel like this one has almost like it, you know you can't There's no like pinpointing our style of music so much because every single song changes. And I think that that's one of the beauties of the band. I think that that's what made us so interesting or so unique is that every song has our own kind of sound, but it's every song is different. So you could be at one point listening to a punk band or the next minute you're listening to like a progressive rock band. There's no like real rhyme or reason behind it. It's just that we were just huge lovers of all sorts of genres of music. And I think that's what made you know that was such a big influence for all of us having such different coming from so many different musical backgrounds and having so many different interests got all to incorporate that which is came out to this like really lovely mixture of kind of like 1970s influence rock and roll so again things i would love to change but i think it's a great song uh here it is deep inside wings That was deep inside wings. Uh, you know, I just realized as I was putting this thing together and recording all these, <laughs> recording all these parts, I realized that a lot of the second half of the album. I mean, I'm very passionate about this album. I again, I mentioned that I have like kind of a love hate relationship with it. Sometimes I love every aspect of it, and other parts I kind of I cringe at a little bit. Sometimes it just kind of depends on my mood and how critical I'm feeling at the time but uh, one thing I realized is that the second half of the album I have a lot of songs that I was really proud of writing wise um, the first half not as much um, I feel like those were more of the I feel like the first half was more of like the catchy kind of get you in the vibe kind of I mean like besides like maybe Evolver and Manowar uh, I was more I think I'm more pleased with my writing Um, in the, in the latter half of this, of this album, um, this song is called what's it all for. And it's like a surf rock punk influence. And it's just, it was a ton of fun to play. And this was actually a song again that I wrote before I was, you know, before I was in the band and I was super happy. I don't think I'd ever been so happy with something I'd written before, to that to that extent, I, I felt like that song. I feel like the lyrics got across exactly what I wanted to get across, and there was nothing that I would have changed about it. And then incorporating it into the musical side of it, like once the instrument instrumentation we were working on that and how the lyrics fit with the song, I think that the, it just kind of seemed like it was perfect, like it was meant to be. And I love this track. I love the way it came out. It's got that, like, such a cool, fun, punchy feel. But lyrics, for me, I was very, very proud of them. I feel like I really get a, a lot across. And the idea is, and it's pretty much, in a way, it's self-explanatory. It's examining life, but it's also talking about uh, what's it, what is it all for? What is all of this for when we do all these things and, you know, there's tragedies in life and, you know, love, sex, you know, just, you know, babies, you know, puppies, all these different things, every single thing you could think of. It's like, what is all of this for? What's the next element? You know, there's a lot of like this retrospective life stuff in this album, along with like talks of relationships and things like that. A lot of things that did affect me or things that I think about or stories that I wanted to tell. It's all kind of encompassed into this album, which I'm proud of that as well. Um, But yes, uh, there's a lot of stuff getting packed into Uh, This song and the only there's probably like there's some stuff in there for people who are maybe familiar with uh, like you'd have to be familiar with like sometimes like video games or something I make a couple references in the song about like wizards and warriors and metal gear and things like that where you can it can pass you by so quickly but it's like little little elements of things that I like to throw in and just kind of it's all for I mean this literally it's all for me I write you know essentially write for myself but if it's there for the audience too so if you catch them and you know what they are it's like that fun little extra aspect so it's uh but again, love the way this song came out. Uh every aspect of it, I think it just came out great. I feel like it's a lot of fun, it's crazy, it's just it's energetic, and it's a good kind of like surf rock punk song. So uh please enjoy what's it all for. Oh shit,
1: what
0: the fuck was that? Woo-hoo!
2: Driving down the sewers I'm about the just be I'm that you what you're a describing And it all goes from the sky now Oh, 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 oh. From the sky now oh, of I am going a be with the excess bands. Little the magazine was I'll do oh 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 If you don't want to do you get in the wall I give the the ejaculator i let the waves place With to place Open Metal Gear Open my breath until I break down a tear show my love on a silver screen I the death and shade of green i murder my hand with sugar and spice, I In the world with your donation or oh, give it to Christ will give it to Christ Oh give it to Christ, oh, give it to Christ. Step through do that door and take a ride Was it awful, that day, all night Ha, 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 ha you gotta you give it to me now oh, And once you gotta, gotta give it away
0: All right, that was What's It All For? And next up is Lost Paradise. Um, this is another song I liked. Uh, I think that it has a very, um, I don't know, kind of like chili pepper vibe influence to it. But at the same time, I liked the poem. I liked the, I liked the lyric part of it. I think that the song is very pretty too. It's very clean. It's a lot cleaner than almost any other track we have on the album. Like I remember when John came up with this line and it sounded really nice and crisp and clean. And John's kind of more of a gritty kind of rock guitarist. And I remember when he was playing that, we're like, dude, that sounds really fucking good. That tone is killer. Like we were so stoked on it and we thought it was awesome. And he's like, fuck, I should have never played this. He's like, now you guys don't want me to play music like this all the time. And we're like, no, but like, this is good. Like it sounds really good. So we were stoked on like the, The like the melody of the song and like everything about it just came out really nice. And again, I liked the the writing I did for this song, too. Um, I don't remember if I wrote this beforehand or afterwards or like or during the writing process. I feel like this one came later, but I'm not positive. Um, It's been a long time. So my memory on this one's a little bad, but uh, I just yeah, I like the way this poem came out. I thought it was cool. It kind of is like a very it was very dreamy for me it was very like, uh, dreamscape driven. It was like, these are things that you would, you know, you dream about it and you, you talk about like, well, you know, do you love me? Do you hate me? Do you want to like sail away together? Do you want to do this? Do you, do people love you? Do people hate you? You know, there's a lot of that like kind of retrospective thing going on again. Um, I just like really enjoyed the way the thing came out. It's not, um, it's not necessarily a self-explanatory song. It doesn't really, like, lay all its cards on the table. But if you listen to it, you can take your own kind of feelings away from it, what it means, what it doesn't, what it, what you think it means, what it may be, maybe it doesn't mean that. You know, I like – I think this one's a little more open-ended and it has enough, like, kind of um, – metaphor in there that it can you you can kind of develop your own feelings behind it and I think that that's another thing that the song did well as if it encompasses a feeling like I think there's actually like an emotion behind it which I think is nice I was uh, I think that's one of the aspects we did well as as also is that we were able to kind of capture emotional like sounds so like when the guitar is happy or guitar or bass or whatever is sad or happy or angry like I think that you can get that feeling even without vocals like without any I think you can get that like that that darker vibe or that bright vibe I feel like those things come across really nicely in our in our music because I think that they you know having good musicians playing songs and knowing how to play a note correctly and knowing how to play it with like an emphasis and things like that. I think that that makes a big difference in the way the music can come across. And I think that this every single song, whether I think that they're great or not so great, I think that all of them did a good job at making you feel something. So I think that's one of the biggest accomplishments of this album and the music that we wrote together was that we, we bring feeling into it and we have emotions and we have like, we have a passion about it. So I think that's what makes the music so effective. Um, But again, this is just a, this one just came out. I think this one came out really nice, came out nice and clean, very clean compared to what we've done in the past, but, or in general, what we did are the entire time we played together. But here it is lost paradise.
2: Everything goes and everything's nice for no one We drink the moon, we milk the stars We ride away in fancy cars for just you We sail away to another day We make love and it's okay cause I said Cause I said that we are lost
0: that was lost paradise and now up is faint dream here is a song (laughs) that i really didn't care for for a very long time it was written pretty early on and i just didn't fall in love with almost any aspect of the song um i didn't really love what i wrote i didn't really love the guitar line and I just didn't, like, there was just nothing about the song that was really intriguing to me. I kind of was starting to get fatigued on even playing it. It was, you know, it was early on in our in our writing days, so it was something that we just always played because it was just another song to add to a set list. It, you know, creates more time, and we can spend more time on stage. Um, but I just kind of got tired of playing it. And funny enough, when Max came in, um, he started, you know he listened to all these songs and he listened to some stuff that Elijah had drummed for. And he really started to bring Max really started bringing his own flavor into a lot of these tracks. So he put a, like a really interesting twist on like, uh, the classic for example. And then he also did a really interesting twist on faint dream. He came in and we, we kind of like added. He He really just kind of knocked it out of the park when he playing the song. It really has that kind of like very strong, like punk vibe to it. And at the same time, um, he kind of we they, we ended up like reformatting some stuff near the end of the song where this kind of like syncopated little thing comes in like it's this little like breakdown and it max really brought like a you know really did some cool shit with the drums and then just the guys also play this and it just changed the feeling and the dynamic of this track and i think that it kind of revitalized my interest into it because there was this new piece, there was this new section that we hadn't had before and it got incorporated, you know, it got put on the album and I think that it made the song, like I actually once we kind of rewrote a little bit, like I didn't rewrite the lyrics or anything like that or rewrite the melodies or anything in, in that shape or form, but when we kind of reformulated the instrumentation aspect of the song, like it kind of revitalized my interest in it. So when we would play it, I actually was stoked on like getting to that little syncopated breakdown. And I thought that was a lot of fun and I enjoyed playing it on stage. Um, it's still not my favorite track off the album. I don't really, again, don't love much about the lyrics. It's an interesting concept about like, I always thought that the the, the feeling of when you're young, people always say time flies when you're having fun. But I thought that once I got a little older and I realized like how how quickly time goes by, I I was I remember I was like at, in high school writing this and I was under the, I was feeling like, no, this is not, that's not how it is. Like when you're a kid, it seems like shit just takes forever. Nothing seems to ever end. School would never end. Like your birthday was so far away or Christmas or whatever it is. Like the thing that you wanted to do was really, really far away and it took forever to get there. And when you become anywhere remotely close to an adult, it's like all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, it's, it's a year later. How did that happen? And I think that that was some, that was kind of the, my mindset for that song was that um saying like the past is a faint dream now because it's like things just go by so quickly you know and it was just it was just like how fast i was i was more shocked about how quickly things were just passing me by and i was sort of unprepared for it and i think that even now i'm still shocked you know you, at my current age i'm still like wake up one day, the next day and go wait a minute that was a year ago that was eight years ago what the hell like i constantly am surprised by that so um i think this time is just yeah, time is fleeting and it was that's just you know it still blows me away (laughs) how fast things go um but yeah that was kind of the concept behind the song um yep this is a it's a it's a fun fast kind of punky song it's another kind of like in the in the the punk genre so um a lot of people really like this song that aren't me (laughs) so uh but I've heard that a lot from a lot of fans and people online and things like that really enjoy this song uh that's awesome I'm glad you enjoy it (laughs) please enjoy faint dream
2: Your worries are free The sun and the heavens Shine down on me
1: Free mind To dream Of other the things I wanted to be
2: The past is a fake dream I can't see how they do i
0: that was faint dream and whoo we are almost done here uh man <laughs> here is the song the this was the this was like the closer to all the shows i mean it was we wrote the song very early on in our existence uh but it became kind of its own monster and it grew and expanded and became a much kind of bigger more epic thing than i think we had originally planned for it um we just this became the end of the show and sometimes we would always do encores i mean there's pretty much always an encore but this was like the close this was always the closer and until we were like Till we were ready to write another album, and we'd probably make another, you know, another closing track or something. But this was the jam, and even at one point we had we had gotten a gong (laughs) from somewhere, and I think that we always in we were trying to use the gong more than once, but we were like we don't want to overdo it, and we didn't want to be like. Kind of like in the in the vein of Led Zeppelin and uh, John Bonham having a gong on stage almost always. Um, we wanted to add this gong, but like use it. We were we, the big joke was like we'll have this gong on stage and we won't touch it, and then for one song we'll hit it. Like we'll use it for the one song or two songs. So uh, we we always laughed about that, but we ended up end up having like a gong on like I think a couple shows we didn't bring it with us for it's heavy (laughs) but uh yeah we used it a couple times and uh yeah this became the 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 big just big closing thing and it just was huge for us and it was a big drum solo that we would you know kind of let max just go to town and just do whatever the hell he wanted and you know he just had to cue to the guys of when they're supposed to come back in and most of the time i would just listen for the cue because i usually wouldn't watch him i'd be like you know i would sometimes face the drums sometimes you know just take a knee and be on the ground like waiting for them to do their thing. Cause they're all jamming out and I'm just kind of letting them, you know, letting them do what they need to do. Uh, really fun, energetic song. I love, uh, lyrics are great. I, I love the lyrics. I love the, like the feel of this song. It's kind of like spacey and just ethereal and just interesting and just wow, kind of out of this world long kind of jam and i just really enjoyed the kind of like jungly beat that went with it max kind of changed up what elijah originally did and kind of brought his own little element into it and it's a very drum heavy song obviously but this is kind of like that's it's kind of like the ode to john bonham it's a big big drum song and it's a lot of fun it was a great closer and it's like the it was the big bang for us so anyways um this is a long one too it's like 10 something minutes so uh but it's it's worth every penny (laughs) uh please enjoy in the light of shadows
2: third away from the solar combination i know that Mars is my king space enclosed with tiny feelings i know i free
0: All right, that was in the light of shadows. Um, I, you know, I realized I didn't like try to explain any like actual meaning behind that song. And uh, there's, it's kind of that's kind of a harder one to. Uh, it's it's not a it's not a really pl- plain and simple thing. It's a it's um, God, it's it, it's complicated even in my mind about how what I was trying to get across. But I loved the this kind of there's a place like there's a place for every person in the universe. And we all have our, our, our place where we, where we keep things, where we hide things, where we, we share with ourselves and we share with nobody else. And it's like, it's in the light of shadows where that the, the, the other person will never come like that. You'll never bring, nobody ever comes into that area because it's yours. And it's your secret place where you, you, you know, have all your, like, if you're, you know, Whatever you do, like maybe you write and maybe you never share your writing with anybody or something like that. You know, it could be anything. Um, could be something really cool, it could be something super fucked up. You never really know. But that's the kind of place, it's just this uh this cosmic like this is everybody's got this little this little space where we where we hold things. Um, memories, you know, whatever. It could be anything. It can be anything. So it's totally open-ended. Um, but yeah, that's like kind of the, the, the vibe or the concept of in the light of shadows and this very like spacey cosmic feel to it. I love space. I love science fiction. Uh, that was kind of like my, my feeling behind a lot of it. Um, and that's why it kind of like it echoes out near the end. It's cause it's kind of like drifting off into space and going back into your, into your little, your little hole, like where you, where you keep all your secrets. Um, Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyways, that's in the light of shadows. I didn't, I realized I didn't actually explain much about that before I played you the song. Um, so that's it. We're, we're at the end. I can't believe it. We're at the end. Um, we, uh, this, this is the last song. Uh, I wrote this song. Um, lyrically, I wrote it a very long time ago. I wrote it way, way before I was ever in the band. I wrote it with my friend AJ who was also in the band restaurant circuit that I had mentioned a million years ago in like the very first episode of of this uh, of this series. Uh, he wrote the guitar line for it actually and the song was like very, you know, it's very personal but at the same time it's it's part of the part of the nature of writing and sharing and singing and all that other stuff is that you're doing it because you, you know, you want to get it out, you want to say something. So this was um, based off of a uh, an old relationship. And it was like, at the time that I'd written it, it was like, you know, you feel like you've, you had something, you part ways with this person, and then you you have like feelings of regret. And you're like, what if I did this different? Or if what if I changed this? Or I took this for granted and things like that. So, and it's kind of like, it's, it's supposed to be like sad and hopeful at the same time. Um, you know, things are very different than they were when I wrote that song uh but that was a very long time ago and i i'm very proud of the track i think it came out really nice uh aj wrote a beautiful guitar line and it's very simple it's very basic but it's it's just effective and pretty and it just it's just i think it gets that whole feeling across but the funny thing is i actually asked aj to come and record the song with us when we were doing when we were doing the album and he was like i don't even remember how to play it (laughs) uh luckily sean had jammed with us a couple times when we played that song uh very very early on because we did it i think we played it uh, maybe like once with when we were doing our restaurant circuit thing and sean luckily remembered the song like he remembered how it went i don't even think we had it recorded i think he just ended up having a good memory and was able to like play the damn song again which is great because I didn't really remember how what AJ had done either so we yeah we all sat down and Sean was able to pick up the guitar and play it and then John added a uh, I think I'm pretty sure from in there John added a 12 string guitar as well to kind of give it just a little more a little like a little more layering to the song and uh, it came out really nice and I think it was a really nice way to end the album it was just a very soft kind of just a little mellow thing and it's like essentially it's not really a villains of vinyl song but we used to use it during shows too like as a kind of a kind of like an encore closure thing so um in the vein of you know queen playing like love of my life or something on stage where it was just brian may and freddie mercury sitting down and guitar you know kind of that kind of like feeling so uh thought that was a. Uh, Thought it came out really nice. I think the song is really pretty. I love the way it. Is. I love the melody. I love the harmony. You know, I love all that stuff. So it just. I'm really happy with the song. I'm glad that's how we kind of closed out the album on a really like soft, mellow note. Um, you know, this, this is the thing. This is it was. You know, we worked so hard towards this, and we came down to this completed project. And I think that in the end, we put all these kind of like you know, blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak. On putting this album together and it took us a year and we fit you know we finished it and i think that once we got all the artwork done and all the fo- you know all our friends like friends came and helped us out and h- took pictures and helped us put this album together and i think it was a really a nice like collaborative effort of people who actually cared about the band and wanted to see us like make it to that next step and i think that um in the end this album is a great representation of what villains of vinyl was as a band and i think that you know even 10 years going I still see people talk about the band sometimes, and I I take that, like, I I absolutely adore that. I had somebody write to me on Facebook, completely independent, I don't know who this person is, I've never met them, and they they were talking about how they heard one of our songs on a podcast somewhere, and they were just like, this album's been in my top five albums for years and years and years, and he was like, I was hoping the band was still around, and I was like, I am sorry to say that we've been gone for 10 years now, like, it it's um it's disappointing but it's also we i can leave behind this legacy and we have our music online and you can buy it on itunes and amazon and all these other places which is great because you can really the the music's essentially there forever so even though we're not coming out with new music at least we can keep sharing what we did with people you know through through all these all these years so uh thank you again for listening to this i know it's been a long gap between each episode but we finally got it done um Look forward to everything. All the time podcast is coming back in February with a new co-host, so keep your eye out for that too. Because this channel is going to start, you know, producing uh, more more content on a regular basis. Uh, again, I really appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for being fans of Villains Vinyl. Thank you for listening to the breakdown of this album. And I hope you enjoyed all the music. And, you know, if you have friends, you know, share with your friends, share, share these things, like let them, let them hear the group. We're on Spotify, any, any major, you know, we have, You can buy on CD baby. You can buy, you know, buy them all over the place. Uh, get this music out there. Cause it's, it's, that's what it's there for. It's there for people to enjoy. So thanks again. And I will talk to you, talk at you soon, I guess. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Bye.
2: Touching Expecting Caressing my dark heart come undone What a difference What a difference you made What a difference What a difference you're making So much to say but can't find the words You are my angel And my love is true You change my soul in so many ways It would take 100 years To try What a difference What a difference you made What a difference What a difference you're making You showed me how to love You showed me how to care I would never dare You have done so much And you don't even know And I feel this is one good way To express my love What a difference What a difference you made what a difference. What a difference you make. for me on down the road. What a difference. What a difference you're making. What a difference. What a difference you make.